Good morning, APA. I know it's been a little while since you may have seen my face, um, so let me just introduce myself again. My name is Haley, and I'm Pastor Justin's wife, and it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I hope that you guys are getting all the love from your kids today, maybe a hug and a kiss, some flowers, perhaps some breakfast in bed or a coffee. I, I, uh, I hope that you have a wonderful day with your family today. You know, this time last year was a complete whirlwind for us. I'm sure many of you know that uh, my husband Justin and I were expecting our first baby boy um, at the beginning of uh, 2020. And our little Felix, he decided to arrive late. He came 10 days past his due date. And just one and a half weeks later, our whole world went into shutdown. We managed to squeeze in a move and visit a few of our close family members before that happened, but then we were on our own. We were in a new house with a new baby, a new town, and a completely new reality. Well, you may not have experienced quite so much change in that short amount of time. I know for a fact that we all had to begin adjusting to what would become a new normal for the foreseeable future. Parents began teaching their kids with at-home learning since schools were closed. Many people were laid off work or told to work from home. Many still had to go into work as a frontline essential worker. For parents, this year has been nothing but busy. Kids are at home and you're responsible to make sure that they're learning. You have to work at the same time and all while making strategic trips to the grocery store or having to plan curbside pickups for orders um, and managing the kids' medical appointments on top of it all. You know, a Facebook friend of mine, her name is Roxy, she's an old co-worker of mine, uh, she posted this status this, uh, this last week and I thought it was a wonderful perspective of what it was like to be a mom right now. This past year has been crazy, so let me just share her words with you. So in the words of my friend, here it is. I'm going to read it so I don't mess it up. Alarm. What day is it? Who cares? Just five more minutes. If you get up now, the whole day will be better. No. Ugh, I slept too long. Okay, just shower later. Make coffee, let the dog out. Let's get some waffles in the toaster. It's bad that he eats these every day, but at least he eats them and it fills him up. The peanut butter is protein at least. I'll make ed eggs tomorrow instead. He'll complain, but he'll eat them. Call them down. What should I make for her? Ugh, she's never hungry at breakfast. I'll cut up some fruit and maybe she'll take it. Should I still be feeding her at this age? The dog's barking. Good morning, kiss them, get Google Classroom up. Thank you, Jesus, for my kids. My husband's got his coffee already, working already. I hate that he's in the basement all day. It's not good, he really should get out. It, at least we're all healthy. Okay, clean up and steal a shower while she's taking attendance. If I hurry, I can get him set up and still start at nine. I should have got off when my alarm went up. Tomorrow, good morning, God. Thank you for this life and my family and that we're safe and cozy. Okay, hurry. Coffee, he's in French, 9.05. Okay, it's not too bad. He sh today shouldn't be too bad. Okay, open email. Oh, crap. Okay, did I, I just read everything first and then I'll flag the priorities. Oh, shoot, the budget. Gotta email her. 
did I set my, send my numbers in last week or are we on three, around three? Okay, meeting at 10. Ugh, why is he cutting cardboard? Buddy, are you paying attention? Make sure you're listening to the instructions. Okay, if you need help, let me know. Okay, where was I? Oh yeah, meeting at 10. I gotta go upstairs to get some quiet. Okay, everyone's here. Oh, no smiles. People look tired. I should send out a funny meme later. Oh, but memes aren't doing the trick anymore. Ugh, I wish we were in person. I need my filing cabinet. Dang, I left my coffee downstairs. Oh shoot, it's past 11. I should text him to get him back on his Google Meet. He must be on a call. Uh-oh, did they just ask me a question? Uh, okay, 11.20. So he's back and he's only 10 minutes late. Set him up. Okay, I wonder how she's doing. I better run up and check. Ooh, it's stale in here. I should open a window. I hope her allergies won't act up. Finish the draft and make some food for them. Okay, what even is in the fridge? What day is it? I don't know, who cares? Okay, finish the draft. Oh man, he's not even paying attention. Okay, buddy, come on over here, I'll help you. Math, okay, multiplication, we can do this. Give me strength. Okay, write, write it down, one at a time. That's right, pay attention, you got this. Oh shoot, my draft, okay, hurry up. Dang, the stupid file won't open, ugh, technology. Okay, I'll just do it the long way. Oh shoot, it's one. I didn't feed them. Let's make them soup. Yell lunch is ready. I hope they come. Don't make me yell three more times. Oh, everyone's so bored and so grouchy. Ugh, the dang internet. Okay, finish up this contract. Oh, look, he was trying to call me. I hope nothing bad happened. I'm doing a sucky job. No, I'm not. Everyone is struggling. Relax. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. I love you too. I should quit and try to do one thing well. I'll probably suck at that too. You like this job, so why, might as well suck at two things. Okay, stop, sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, science now. Oh, he's excited, that's good. At break, you're gonna go outside. Did you eat something? Finish the report, send it in. Write those flagged emails in the, in the calendar for tomorrow or you'll forget. Then I'll finish up for today. Send them outside, stupid fortnight. His brain must be melting. Stop arguing and listen. Go outside. Did you eat something? I could go for a latte. Oh no, but they're like six bucks. Stop wasting money. People have lost their jobs. Be thankful. I should call my mom. Better check in on her. Oh shoot, do we have that Cairo appointment? Oh, but the classmate got COVID. I should, I should postpone. Okay, we'll get some exercise instead. Go for a hike. Oh, I hope there's no ticks. Ugh, Lyme disease. Okay, stop. Thank you, God, for the beautiful nature. Please help me stop worrying. I know you've got me, but he doesn't promise an easy time. He'll just walk through the rough stuff. Great. Okay, anyway, still thank you, God. I do love you, and I know you're with me. I know you're all I need, no matter what. What am I going to make for supper? Ugh, I just want takeout. Okay, spaghetti. We'll clean up, pay, play a game. Oh, at least I get to play a game with her today. Oh, you don't want to play a game? Oh, okay. Only one more hour of screen time though. Oh my gosh, is that six hours already? Okay, stop worrying, it's a pandemic. Oh shoot, I never called my mom. I just want to veg out and watch him show and... Oh, but it's story time. Okay, so story time. No, I'm not sleeping in your bed. No, you can sleep in your own bed. She hasn't had time with me at all today. Okay, go to sleep. What, how's your day been? Are you doing okay? 
Oh man, I don't spend enough time with her. She's getting so big. Stop time. Thank you for my girl. I love my kids. Oh, I'm tired. The door, I hope the doors are locked. Oh, and I hope he lets the dog out. I guess no Netflix. Oh, I'm tired. What day is it? Uh, who cares? Alarm. To the moms working from home with your kids at home learning, uh, does, does that day seem familiar? I don't know about you, but as a new mom, I felt surprisingly busy for not being able to leave the house like at all the last year. And I know for a fact that parents of school-aged kids have felt that they're stuck in a cycle of being busy. You know, being busy was something that as a society we kind of had accepted as a socially acceptable response to, how are you, how have you been? All, you know, busy. I know that I've said that in the past, but being busy this past year has looked a whole lot different. We've come to be so much busier with our thoughts at home. And you know, as a mom, sometimes we get totally lost in the busyness of life that we don't even realize that we've missed significant parts of our day. We forget to eat meals while making sure the kids get meals. I do that literally all the time. Moms often feel so busy that they lose out on so much of their day, a meal or a shower, even alone time in general. Being a mom means sacrificing a lot of your own needs for your children. And boy, do new moms get to learn that quickly. So I've figured out. I think this past year, a lot of this feeling of sacrifice has turned, uh, has returned uh, stronger for parents um, of kids of all ages. I feel like it feels like you're always busy, but you tell yourself, you know, it's for a good reason. It's for the kids. They have to make it to school on time today and make sure that they're paying attention in class. But even if you aren't a mom, I think we can all relate to this feeling of being busy. This idea of busyness is not new, and it's something that uh, we've been feeling as a people forever. Though we may feel like this is a new kind of busy lately, people have been surviving because of being busybodies. It was necessary for survival. And there's actually a woman in the Bible who can relate to this feeling of busyness really well. Her name is Martha, and she's a close friend of Jesus. She's also a very busy lady. So if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to them this morning with me to Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Here's what it says. As Jesus and his disciples were on the way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. So I want to challenge you all this morning to recognize that you have been called to be with Jesus. Stay away from the trap of busyness in your daily life. Jesus 
was a guest in their home. And Martha, she was doing a really good thing by preparing. It was a righteous thing to do for Jesus. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with trying to make the house ready for a guest. And there's nothing wrong with trying to make your kids make sure they get up and get breakfast and get to class on time. There's nothing wrong with attending the meetings you should or worrying about the doctor's appointments or extracurriculars. But like Martha, we fall into this trap of busyness, which keeps us from spending that quality time with Jesus. Society, you know, has often taught us in the past that a person has kind of made it in their life if they're hustling or keeping well busy. And we hear it all the time. It's kind of like a boastful brag uh, disguised as a complaint. So the conversation might go, hey, how are you doing? Oh, you know, been super busy with kids and work or my side hustle or whatever it may be. And sometimes it, it means to translate to, I'm actually very successful in, my, in this area of my life, and I want to tell you about it without it sounding like I'm bragging. <laughs> but all jokes aside, as a parent, you should be trying to raise your children well, and you should be getting them into these extracurriculars and making sure that they attend their classes and do their homework. And as an employee, you should definitely be trying to do well at your job as well. You know, attend the meetings, meet the deadlines, seek the promotions. The Bible says that whatever we do, we should do it as if we're doing it for God. And that just means doing it our best. The problem is we can lose out on our much needed rest. Sometimes we can kind of confuse our busyness with spirituality. It's especially if we're volunteering time for the church or or uh, teaching our children about God at home. Therefore, the busier we are, the more spiritual we are, but that just isn't the case. Life seems so busy and it gets busier and busier. And look, I get it and I'm the same way. Sometimes we confuse our busy lives, even if we're busy doing the good things as being good for our spirits too. But the entire purpose of this text that I just read is to tell us that nothing could be further from the truth. Looking at Martha as our example, we can see that people who get stuck in the trap of busyness become one of two things, or both. One, easily distracted, and two, easily annoyed. To my first point, people who are caught in the trap of busyness become easily distracted. Martha was a friend of Jesus, but got distracted from what was the important thing in her life at that moment, him being in her home. See, both these women in the Bible, Mary and Martha, are good friends of Jesus. In the book of John, chapter 11, uh, verse 5, it says that Jesus loved Martha, her sister, Mary, and her brother Lazarus. Jesus was friends with them. She had invited them over for dinner and they were excited to go. He was excited to come to her house. That's crazy to think about. What would you do if you invited someone over for dinner, someone important, and they accepted your invitation? I know what I'd do. I'd probably freak out and then scrub the entire house and then get busy preparing the dinner and making it the very best I could. I'd probably fuss and make sure that every little detail was perfect, that the table was set so specifically and that everyone had a name tag so they knew where they would sit. 
I would make sure that the chairs were clean and comfortable and that every dish was sparkling. And if there was a theme, I'd go all out. And here's the thing, trying to get ready for someone important, an important guest coming into your home, it's a good thing. You want to make them feel welcomed and comfortable and make sure that they're being well fed. I know when Justin and I uh, used to visit with his Oma and Opa for special uh, holidays, his Oma would always be fussing in the kitchen, making sure that the food is going and the, it's going to be tasty for her family and making sure everyone is comfortable. She'd be walking around all over the place and her fam the family would have to basically fight her to sit still so that they could do the work and so that she could enjoy the party as well. And I'm sure some of you can relate to this. I think it's nice that you're, to know that your host is caring for you. And it's a great party when things have been prepared ahead of time. But here's the thing. The Bible says that Martha was easily distracted. She was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So we see that Martha was trapped by all her preparations. That sounds familiar. Do you ever get distracted by all the things left on your to-do list before you even get done the first item? But wait, Jesus was already there at that point. He was already in her house. The shift of focus went from who she was preparing it to, for to what she has to do next. She got confused from who to what. She got caught up in the tasks. She was too busy making more preparations for Jesus that she wasn't actually there to enjoy his company. Now, I don't know about you, but I get the sense that most of these preparations that Martha thought needed to be done were not actually necessary. So I like to picture it like this, and this may not be the way it was done, but I think it's kind of funny that uh, Jesus and the 12 disciples show up at her house and Mary suggests to Martha maybe what would be a good meal would be shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie would be perfect. And Martha agrees, so they start making shepherd's pie. But then Mary remembers that Peter, he actually likes sardine sandwiches. And so now it's shepherd's pie and sardine sandwiches. But hold on. We got word that Judas, Judas is very fond of deviled eggs. So now it's shepherd's pie, sardine sandwiches, and deviled eggs. And before you know it, Martha decides that, you know what? It's just easier to get everyone's order, and I'm going to make every disciple's favorite dish. Now, <laughs> that might not have been the way that it went down, uh, but you get the idea. If we are easily distracted from spending the quality time with Jesus that we so desperately need these days, then we need to question whether we have too much on our plate or if the tasks that we're doing should be our primary focus. To point number two, Martha is caught in the trap of busyness, and then she becomes easily annoyed. The Bible says she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Have you ever gotten annoyed with your spouse when you catch them napping on the couch while the living room is complete? a mess from the day of play with from your kids? Do you ever get irritated when you see the dishes piled up high in the sink, but then your spouse thinks it's a fun idea to bring out all the pots and the spoons to play drums in the living room with your kids? Why is Martha annoyed with Mary? Well, in her own words, she says, 
My sister left me to do the work by myself. But here's the thing. You can't leave someone to do the work by yourself when they weren't there to begin with. But Mary had helped Martha in the beginning. They were preparing for their guests. They both lived there. They were preparing for the guests in their home. But the difference is uh, that between these two sisters is that Mary had her priorities straight. She knew that it was important to prepare for Jesus and the disciples, but she knew how much more important it was to be in his presence when he got there. Martha got lost in the to-do list, all good things to do, but they were not actually the point of their gathering. What good does it do to invite someone over to your house and then spend exactly no time with them? See, Martha's intentions here are good, and we have good intentions too. We volunteer at church, we participate in church activities, we spend time trying to honor God with our actions, we work hard to tell our kids about God, we may even have daily devotions and prayer in our life, but has the, have these things just become a box to check off on our to-do list for the day? Now, the intentions behind these things are not bad or wrong. However, if the task itself begins to overshadow the reason you're doing it, you may have caught yourself in a trap of busyness. You can find yourself getting annoyed with all the people who are no longer there to help you with everything. So here's what I think. I think that Martha is sleepwalking. She's this holy sleeper. She's got every right intention. She has faith in Jesus, and everything she does here is for him. It's righteous, it's good stuff, but she's distracted. She may as well be sleeping. Because Martha is essentially sleepwalking, she's doing a ton of work, but missing out completely on the most important thing, Jesus' presence in her life. So my question is, have you been sleepwalking? Have you been a holy sleeper? We need an awakening in our lives. And the first step here is to realize that all areas in our life, realize all the areas in our life that we've been sleepwalking. I've been guilty of it, and I'm sure we all have been guilty of it. But I want to challenge us that this week we awaken from our sleepwalking state so that we can be present to God working in our lives so we can be present to receive the rest that God is offering us, laying at Jesus' feet this week. How do we apply this to our week? And it's, I think it's simple. I think this week we just wanna challenge each other, challenge yourself to engage with Jesus at every opportunity that you get. Jesus is here, just like Martha, we've already invited him to meet with us this morning. He is always and will always accept your invitation to meet with him. But it's up to us to do our part, so don't get caught up with the tasks. Recognize when you need to lay at his feet and engage with him. And I think we can do this. We can shift our focus from the tasks to the reason again. I'm so confident that we can do this because of this. We can, can't do anything to get to Jesus. He's already with us. Anything that we would ever need to do to get close to God had already been accomplished through Jesus' death and resurrection 
on that cross and in that tomb. All it takes for us to be close to God is to awaken to his presence in our life. He is with us and he's moving. Even in the midst of another stay-at-home order, God is at work in our lives, in our children's lives, in our families' lives. Even with our kids in the class, in the living room, and us at work in the kitchen, God is working and speaking to us. So this morning we have communion, and I'm not gonna be doing communion for you this morning, but I think this is a really good segue for us to get into the right position to engage with Jesus. So right now we're gonna pray, and I, I just hope that you begin to make that shift, begin to clear your mind so that you can engage with Jesus during this supper, during our communion with him. So I'm going to pray. Let's do this together. Dear God, thank you so much that you are meeting with us, that you meet with us on a daily basis. God, I pray that we would not get trapped in a state of busyness. I pray that we would not get stuck in the trap of busyness so that we become distracted or easily annoyed with the people around us. God, I pray that we would begin to see just how important it is to be in your presence in our daily lives. God, I pray that you would just move so strongly in our lives, in our, in our spirit uh, this morning, so that we would feel rejuvenated and understand and feel that rest from your presence, God. I pray and thank you for the mothers in our community. I pray and thank you for the mothers that sacrifice uh, for their kids. Um, and I pray and thank you for the parents who are there to support their wives, their uh, spouses. God, I pray with uh, COVID-19 still happening and lockdowns and sh stay at home orders. God, I pray that you would just rest, give us rest this, um, this Sunday morning. Pray that we would just recognize your presence in a tangible way today and and uh, feel rejuvenated from this. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen.